Hi, I'm Kaylee Frost, Head of Clinical Support at Health Assured. And today I'm joined by two of my very esteemed colleagues. Um, I'm joined by Z, our Management Accountant, and Faz, our Legal Specialist. Hi, good morning, welcome, Hi. you okay? Yeah. Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. So we're taking a different spin on this episode of the podcast. Um, so we're gonna be talking about financial wellbeing, and we're coming from a more practical angle. I think a lot of people are used to counsellors joining me um, on this podcast, but I think it's really, really important that we look at um, very topical for kind of where we are in the year right now, what we've gone through as a nation, what our service users are experiencing and go in on a practical angle. So I'm so, so thrilled that you guys have joined me today. Um, and we're going to be talking about financial well-being, um, look at some practical tips, where people can start, um, because we know everyone is in um, a similar situation in terms of what we're facing as a nation, but there's varying degrees of struggles and challenges that you guys will have a lot of kind of expertise in. Um, Faz, you're on our helpline supporting individuals uh, with legal support. And I know that a lot of that comes from a financial concern, you know, background for for, for callers. Um, so I'm really, really thrilled that we can draw upon yours two's expertise. Okay. Well, first I'm gonna ask you guys, what does financial well-being mean to you? And I'll go with yourself first, see. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me, first of all. No uh, for all I think it's just having control of your finances, as you know, in this time as well. I think you have to control your finances, making sure that your bills are going to be paid for now and the future. Yeah. And just having a little fun as well. Like you said, you want to enjoy life. You don't want your whole life just being around paying bills or, you know, just being, that's being financially stable going forward. And like I said, go on holidays here and there just making sure everything's being paid for and stuff like that so I think that's what financial well-being is for me like finding that balance yes finding that yeah. balance from actually having you know paying your bills and actually you know having a bit of fun because you can't like I say always just do work come back pay you know pay your yeah. bills and just do the do like that's a vicious cycle yeah. you do need to go on holidays take a little break and, you know that's why I think financial well-being is for myself is just being financially stable and having all that on the side as well well thank you and Faz what does financial well-being mean to you it's just Again, just feeling happy with where your where your money is at. So, you know, like like Z said, obviously being able to pay your bills, manage that, maybe even being able to save so you have that sense of security as well. And I think for me, um, I don't wanna be just paying my bills. I want to I don't wanna I don't wanna live to work. I wanna yeah. I wanna work to live and have a life outside of paying my bills. Yeah. So that's really important to me, to have something left to be able to like Z said do things with my money and go on out and about. Yeah, absolutely. It's so important. I think, you know, when this episode airs, I think we're going to be in the lead up to the festive season. Um, we're not too far off that now. And we're just kind of in the aftermath now of everything with the energy crisis, everything going up for everyone in general. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to default to thinking, oh my God, look, this is um, this is a crisis. This is panic stations. All of our money needs to be kind of channeled into making sure that the bills are paid on yeah. time. And then you're right, forgetting that there is still an importance to finding some time for yourself. Even if you're spending a couple of quid here and there, it doesn't have to be thousands and thousands of pounds, but finding things that are lower cost or maybe cost free as well to remember to make that time for yourself to enjoy life. It's really important. Um, 
And I guess in yours too line of work, you see things from different angles. Um, Faz, you're seeing it from the service users, you're seeing it um, from the callers, calling into the helpline yeah. day in, day out for various legal yeah. issues or, yeah. or, or, or but, support. But do you think that um, requests for financial support are increasing? Yeah, it has done quite a lot. Obviously with the energy price rises, for example, that's impacting everybody. We're having a lot of people ringing about rental increases as well, um, because again, the rent market's gone up. So for, for people, the energy's bad enough. So to have to deal with the rental increases on top of that, it's obviously having that impact of, you know, what do I do with my money now? Yeah. So it, I think it has got people in a bit of a panic because it's not just one thing to deal with, there's several things. Um, and it's just seeping into, obviously, you know, that stability of, okay, I know where my money used to go all this time, but now I have to make more space, probably save less, yeah. and use more of my money to, to live now. Yeah. I think it's it, yeah, it's, it's definitely been an increase in, on, on these types of callers um, from people. Um, just people struggling, feeling low about it as well. Um, and just wanting that guidance of where do we go from here? Yeah. How can we get some support to help us? Well, kind of touching on that then, um, obviously we just, we know the energy crisis is absolutely, you know, flooring millions of people. I'm sure you too, I certainly have seen an increase in what I'm going to be paying, but I guess energy bills aside, you made a good point about rental. I think that's something that a lot of people don't realise is being impacted. What kind of... Um, practical steps can someone take if their landlord has told them that there's going to be an increase should there be like a wait time is there a notice period that the, landlords yeah they should do be get giving? a notice period so that's where we come in with the legal side where we advise them on what their rights are so it's not a case that the landlord you know states okay we're going to increase it it's a case of giving them that notice to give them an opportunity to negotiate with the landlord mm. um to find alternative housing potentially um you know in this situation if that becomes too expensive for them yeah. so it's just having that time period to have a think about your options as well um and potentially even contacting you know councils for example to see whether they can get any housing support now mm -hmm. as a result of the rental increase so just weighing up their options really before they decide whether do we stay here or not or do we find something else yeah. um but yeah that's that's been a really big uh, topic yeah. for us and um, i imagine people will get that email or that letter from their yeah, landlord yeah. and panic yeah and go what what are my rights here what do i do so what usually is a time scale of like how much notice a landlord should give it's usually about a month, a month um yeah. and where people don't know is that too expensive for me or not mm -hmm. that's when we would advise them to do a bit of research themselves look into the market look into mm -hmm. what the prices are for that type of property in the area so we normally advise them to contact state agents as well local ones and ask yeah. them okay do you think that's a reasonable increase mm -hmm. so in that case obviously that's where they can do that research but the hard part is the landlord can increase it you can't really stop them in line with the current retail index price so mm -hmm. that's where the that's where obviously it's, it's a bit difficult. What's the um, retail index price? That's just the current price rise. Oh, right, okay. On, yeah. Yeah. You're going to talk to me like I'm literally, because <laughs> I haven't got a clue with stuff like this. <laughs> you two are probably like, gosh, she doesn't know what that is, but I actually <laughs> literally do, do not have a clue. In terms of um, rental prices increasing, has that been, I mean, I'm not a homeowner yet, um, but I'm assuming that is linked to the overall rise in interest. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So as a result, um, mortgage prices are going up, so the landlord needs to fill that deficit somehow, yeah. So it is a knock-on effect, okay. And in most cases, you'd like to think it's not a landlord being 
challenging for the sake of it yeah it is because they need to match how their costs are going up yeah Yeah. and I think that's something that everyone needs to be mindful of I think with everything being so unstable um probably for the foreseeable people need to be prepared to expect certain increases I imagine how long do you think this might I mean I know you don't have a crystal ball but how long do you think something like this could carry on you know could it carry on rising for 12 months 18 two years it it does really depend on how like said the government end up tackling the situation I just think in general because at the moment like I said it's up in the air there's always I'm sure you've seen the news there's how it's been oh this is the money budget they've changed it and it's been because I think once they get a firm plan in place then I think that's when you can see more, I say, towards the end of April when they start putting in the new budget. That's when you can see a bit more how it'll go. I think at the moment it will probably still increase. I would advise, like, if anyone do go for rental, you know, agreements or anything like that to try to get it fixed for a few years or at least, you know, for a certain amount of time period, I think that would be the best advice at the moment is try to fix that thing, you know, cost as much as you can because yeah. uh, we don't know how long it's going to last. Everything that's going on in, around the world is affecting us as well. So all those kind of stuff is affecting. It just depends on how all those start calming down. Yeah. And once all those can happen, like I said, like a knock-on effect. Like I said, you know, there's stuff going on down in Ukraine. If that seat carries on, it will affect us. Yeah. That will increase inflation. So it just depends on how it comes out, you know, it works out in the next couple of months. And when it comes to April time, the budget, that's when you probably find out a bit more how it would be. I think it will definitely go on for the next, at least the next six, seven months, I think, where... It could, it, it, it could be like this, you know, it would be very high and low. There might be someone, you know, you think, oh, you're doing okay. But next thing you know, something else might pop out of the blue and it will yeah. be, you know, high, just high inflation or just unexpected cost that you won't expect come out from the blue. That makes that makes a lot of sense. So it's all well and good as holding out for the next budget yeah. and, and how the next, you know, financial year is going to look. But we still got half of this financial year to get through. So what kind of... So, so essentially people need to be taking action now if they haven't taken action, even if it's small steps, I imagine, to to make each month's or each week's, you know, salary or you know, income, wherever that is coming from, make it stretch, make it last. Um, if people haven't already, would you recommend starting budget planners in you know even if I mean, I've just created a spreadsheet out of, you know, just literally writing down and it was quite overwhelming for me to say like oh god I've got all these little payments coming out and this 9.99 here and this 7.99 here that comes out they add up don't they but it has helped me have a bit more clarity over what I'm spending because you don't know when things are going out your bank account and you'll just check it every now and then go well this is how much I've got left but do you think if you haven't already starting budgeting doing some kind of tracker or spreadsheet or something is a good place to start to get through the next few months yeah I, would, I would, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would think so. I think budgeting would be the best way forward. It allows to help control the cost and least you're coming. Um, me personally, I use something, an app called Emma. So it links to my bank account. So it picks up everything, all my income that's going out, all my outgoings, and it categorizes them into, you know, for example, you've got Netflix or Spotify. That's your kind of entertainment side. Groceries, and then you can, within the app, you can actually put how much you want to actually save. So if you want to say, for example, at the end of the month, you want to save up 500 quid, you just put that and you get a notification once you're either over it or near it. Yeah. So I think stuff like that will kind of help. And that's the best way forward to try and put some sort of budget, get all the expen- expenditure, put it into like a set of spreadsheet or something. And then yeah. at least you know what's going on and then you can prepare for, see what you have left. And then you can see, so you can see where you can yeah. kind of yeah. put that money. Yeah, like for example, if you're spending, let's say, say 200 pounds, 
a week on going nights out or something like that, or just yeah. on yourself, then maybe like, okay, then do I need to go out every night or something like that, or those kind of things. Because sometimes, like I said, when you go out, you don't realize how much you're spending because you're just paying on yeah. the card, you know. Yeah. You get a drink, you get stuff like that, it adds up, you're not, you're not sure how much it adds up to. You'll just wait for the like set of the month, you're like, oops, yeah. I spent a bit too much. Yeah. But yeah, just having that kind of self-control, like, okay, I'm going out, I'm going to spend £100 a month just on, let's say, yeah. personal stuff, like I said, going out. And then you stop at that and then you're like, okay, I can't go out, I'll wait next month to kind of go out. That discipline is really important, yeah, it is, though, yeah. isn't it? To not, I think that um there's there's millions of people out there that always rely on things like backups to because they don't have that discipline necessarily or that control in place people feel like they've got a lot of time to make up from you know we've just come out of i say we, we haven't just come out but we're still kind of making up for lost time from lockdown so people don't want to say no to things like yeah i'll come out with you we'll go for a meal we'll do this and and people are committing themselves to to loads of things um so then putting some more discipline back in place to not spend above their allotted budgets will take quite a lot of you know strength from from individuals especially if they don't want to miss out on things you touched on like apps as well that will help kind of pick up on expenditure and i think that's really good especially for individuals who put off looking at their bank account. I'm one of them and it was like, oh, sickening going through. Like, oh my God, how, do I really need Disney, Netflix? You know, do I need all of these things? Um, and trying to make some, you know, conscious decisions to to maybe cut some of those, mm-hmm. um, at those, you know, subscriptions and things. But it was, you know, seeing how much I spend at the shop, you know, on a daily basis, because I might not do a big shop on the weekend. You know, those types of things, you end up spending five pound here, 20 pounds here. And actually you could be just planning ahead a little bit more. So I think those, t- you know, types of techniques, just going back to the, you know, like apps and things that will pull all that expenditure for you might help people that are a little bit nervous yeah, yeah. looking and rinsing through their bank account. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. oh, I've got to pay for this, pay for this. But some, I think you just need that reality check almost. You need to look at what, my, you know, what your finances are, what you're actually spending on. Do I actually use the gym to warrant this 50 pounds yeah. a month payment? You <laughs> I know, actually that, canceled mine. <laughs> did you? And, and realistically, like, had you been using it to the full, you know, like extent? Yeah. Yeah, and that, this, it always happens, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? I mean, I pay for a couple of different streaming things, and I'm like, I don't think I've watched anything on yeah. that in like six weeks or something. So why am I still paying for it yeah. now? Yeah. Even looking at your phone contract, if you have a SIM only deal, yeah. you know, can you get it cheaper somewhere else? Um, like my husband's telling me to have a look because he changes over the weekend. I'm just like, I don't, I can't be bothered changing it over. But maybe that two, three pounds makes a difference every year. Um, so just reviewing basically, you know, all your subscriptions, I suppose, even your TV subscriptions, yeah. broadband deals. Um, I think even if people don't feel comfortable having an app, they can look at websites like Money Helper that has budgeting uh, ideas on there as well. Um, yeah, just, just to make it manageable. So when you get people calling um, up to the legal team, Faz, what do you, So, you know, when people haven't got a clue where to where start to yeah what's kind of your first you know like your your, your yeah. plan of attack with them like yeah. come on right if i was calling you and i'm mm. like oh faz i've got all this i'm in a deficit every single mm. month i'm relying on my overdraft or relying on credit cards to yeah. make up the payments yeah. so i don't know where to start what would be you know you like your simple plan of attack the, to the, get yeah, started the, the first um organization that we would refer them to would usually be money helper and yeah. um, just because they have budgeting ideas on there um they do have help on there as well on how to manage your money yeah. um and then we would also look 
to see whether they could be potentially eligible for any type of benefits, um, any sort of government funding as well. So that's obviously based on your means as well, your, your financial situation. Um, and it's just to kind of find out what you, what's available to you. Are you missing out on anything? But budgeting is one of the first things that we would do. And because we have a lot of people calling about debt as well, um, we also refer them to Step Change um, because they have debt management plans. They can also help with budgeting as well. Um, just to take that first step, really, um, just to look at your finances, but maybe with, with that extra you know person over the phone helping you um, to make it seem less daunting, I suppose, for those people. And, and that's what it is. I, I was listening to something or reading something, I can't remember what it was, from Step Change a few weeks ago, and they said that usually by the time someone's called up to, to get help, they've been struggling for at least yeah. 12 months. Yeah. And then it's almost, you know, you're plucking up that courage, you're going to speak to someone, you might be the first person that they've spoken to, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, about it. They might not be talking to their partner, their loved yeah. one, their family, friends about it. You might be the first person and they need to kind of prepare themselves then because it, things can move fast. And, and I think the 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 key is to kind of be ready be prepared to go on that journey it could be quite quick you know signing up to um, debt management plans looking at um what benefits are available mm. it's an act fast yeah type thing be ready for it to go like a million That's miles right. an hour but yeah. things will get sorted yeah, yeah. and there's you know tons of people out there and tons of resources that can help you along that journey but it can take people months and months to actually psych themselves up to have that conversation i think some people even feel embarrassed because they think okay if i tell somebody about my final situation they're going to think okay how did that person get themselves in that situation so i think it's just reassurance that you're not the only one in that position um and that's where obviously when they make that contact making them feel as if yes there is support out there um you know just phone call away for most for most people when you mentioned before you know um things like benefits and Mm. government support financial support and aid that's out there do you find that there's a lot of people don't make the most of those additional resources yeah Yeah, yeah, they don't even realize that they're they're available surprised yeah Yeah. that you know they might be eligible for certain things um i mean yeah so we normally refer them to an organization called turn to us when they call about benefits they genuinely don't know what they could be eligible for so they can do an assessment with them and tell them what they could be be, you know eligible for based on their circumstances based on their earnings um you know family circumstances as well so yeah you're right a lot of people don't know there's help out there that they could have been claiming potentially for for months um but i think a lot of people feel relieved when they realize that it might be an option for them. Absolutely. So yeah. the sooner they talk about it, the sooner they're going to be able to potentially find these extra resources and funds, grants, support. Um, turn to us as well. Can students use that yeah, as it's, well? It's open to everybody. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they just need to make that call. Um, there's a lot of information on their website as well. Yeah. Um, just if they don't feel ready to make that call yeah and then yes it's just a case of doing an assessment with with them over the phone really to determine what the circumstances are so it's open to the whole of the uk wow okay so that's good um what about then so if we kind of flip the script a little bit we've talked a lot about kind of top tips on budgeting and what you can start to do if you are unsure if we're flipping it on the other side so if there's employers listening to this um what kind of things could employers start to do or potentially put in place to support their employees have you got any kind of ideas or suggestions 
I mean, there's a few things, uh, various things that we, that you know, employees yeah. could potentially do. Yeah. Um, you know, for example, like I said, you know, within our, within outside our company, we have like something called Perk Box. Obviously, that yeah. gives discounts. Stuff like that would help them. You know, it might be five percent, ten percent off. You know, groceries and stuff like that. Yeah. But it does go a long way. You know, there's various other, um, like I said, discounted app. You know, apps you can get within by employers yeah. that they can get, and that just helps. I think that just help them because like I said. Exactly. Little discounts, five, even it's like five, ten percent. It goes a long way, and I said these kind of little things is where employees might be thinking about. Okay, let's start, you know, get into a partnership with someone that could provide those services to help our employees. And other things, like I said, EPA systems as well. Yeah. Like I said, there's our companies out there at the moment that still don't have, you know, proper EPA systems in place, and I think it just helps. Cause like I said, phoning, you know, phoning fads and stuff like that. It just helps having that conversation with someone because sometimes personally you don't want to go to a family member sometimes because you do feel like you said they may or may not judge you're not sure you're not 100% yeah. just having the opportunity where it's going to be you know private confidential someone just have a little chat you know do it themselves I think yeah. that helps and those are the things that I think you know there could be a lot of things that you know like employees that could do in that sense um, yeah. to help them and obviously there's like sac uh, salary sacrifice where they offer you know bike to work schemes and stuff like that that might help yeah. you know um, travel season discounts as well yeah. you know that helps in two ways like I said it, you know you can pay with the annual season it takes it off a bit, bit of your salary yeah. but it helps with the tax as well because it reduces your tax it reduces your NI as well because it yeah. is a taxable income so those kind of things I think employers can put in place that should hopefully help and like I said even if it's like 100 quid 50 quid here and there it could help. It Absolutely. goes a long way. You know, it goes a yeah. long way. Think about, you know, £20 a month that, you know, adds up nearly to about 200 quid a year. This is exactly it. I use ours for supermarket. Yeah. I don't Tesco. <laughs> uh, so I and I think it's like 4% off or something. But, you know, you buy a, buy like a £100 voucher and get, you know, four quid off it. But it, that four quid is adding up. And I went and bought this jumper the other day from a clothes shop in town and bought it with a voucher that I got a discount on, you know, through Perk Box. And, and it... And whilst I saved, I think it was like three quid or something like that, that three quid, like you say, they, they add up and that three pound could be treating yourself to a nice coffee or something, yeah, you know, something exactly. like that. Yeah, Those nice little things way. that you do to reward yeah. yourself to, to to look forward to. So I use it all the time. Those types of discount kind of providers as well with the festive season coming up, you know, you've got potentially toys, electrical items that you want to get, clothes again. So utilising those, I think they're really underutilised. And I, I rave about all the, the pounds um, that, that top up over time with that. So I think that is a really good one to consider. Salary sacrifice schemes, absolutely. I don't know if it's still a thing or not, but do you know if, if you work for someone where you've got, um, you wear a uniform and you can claim stuff but is that still a thing i think within the nhs i think it is but i don't think it is elsewhere but with the nhs i think it is where like i said you know the wash the uniforms or you pay for it yeah. and they pay for it and then you just take it out your salary kind of thing yeah. so i know it's i know it's predominant in the nhs but i'm not sure if it's uh i don't think a lot of companies do have it um i think it's worth finding out and like things like um you know eye tests and rebates for like glasses and stuff like that I think probably there's lots of employers out there that have had that in place you know for years and years but it wasn't some people didn't think about it they didn't think oh you know what's a 
£20 rebate going to do? But actually that £20 or whatever it is, it will add up. So it's worth, you know, finding out what benefits, benefits. your company has yeah, got like if you're not too car sure. Car parking discounts. Car parking that, discounts. That's a big thing for me. That oh, makes yeah, a difference, yeah, I yeah, think. absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. Especially it's, city centre. Exactly, there you go. Yeah. It's not cheap. <laughs> so like claim, claiming back or using rebates and finding out what your employer has got as an employer yourself you know if you if you've got the if it's you know you're one of the business leaders make a conscious effort to showcase all of those benefits and schemes that you probably had in place and they're just you know on a you know a leaflet somewhere that you give to someone on the first day like re-advertise all of those things again I think I mean it was a long time ago since I was at university but you know you get discounts left right and centre as a yeah. student don't you yeah. good times just being able to use a student discount and, on, it, on well, all this shops. is it yeah. this is it but you might have them um, even if you're not a student you might have family members that are students so you could utilize the discounts there definitely very very fortunate i've got a cousin who's in uh, their second year of university Ooh. so i could be like mm, can i just i'm say? doing that at the yeah. moment yeah i got my little sister for that my yeah. sister, she, <laughs> she gets students because she's at man in university so yeah every time oh do they do student discount on yeah. you know some ASOS or anything like that they usually do like I said it might be 10-15% but it does go a lot yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely like, when, when term starts they do big discounts Deals, in all yeah, these shops yeah, so 25% yeah. 20% that's when I'm like I'm ready for it yeah 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 and I mean <laughs> if the students listening to this as well again find out what what benefits you've you've got yeah like any additional i think as well going for, you know from the university perspective if you you know you're still studying find out um like usually there's student well-being or welfare services at the university there might be additional grants or bursaries um there might be other deals in your city or your town where you're living that you could make the the most out of um something that i'm kind of going off track a little bit but something that i do now is look at we all have our favorite places that we go out to eat or drink or or whatever um so i look now for you know like lunchtime deals and where's got like offers on at the moment so again i've still got oh, my apple watch is going off apologies for. um or we've got um yeah so find, finding plate because it's nice to have these fun things to look forward to going back to the first thing that you said see you know like well both of you you know about finding that balance so it's just being a bit smarter and savvier now i'm quite fortunate that my partner he's incredibly frugal and he's always like check your discount check your discount app see if we can get discount there and then we discovered i could get two cinema tickets for seven quid and i was like oh my god because the cinema feels like it's it's, you need to take now. out a loan to yeah. take the you know the family no, to the pictures it's like perk box have have those yeah, odd deals yeah, yeah absolutely they're really Handy, so you they? can still yeah. have a fun fun days out for what yeah. just feels like spare change like loose yeah, change yeah. like seven pounds to have a you know two three hours out together yeah. it's you know and you, you don't have like, to buy all the yeah. slushies and popcorn <laughs> and stuff like that <laughs> cook yourself a meal your before you go yeah, yeah, yeah. so snacks now. find yeah exactly yeah. finding those better deals being a bit savvy and you yeah. actually find that you might um discover new places to eat or new places to go for a coffee supporting local businesses and so on um as well so you can still have things um to look forward to uh without detrimentally impacting your budget planner and stuff like that in terms of um kind of the impact I mean we've talked a lot we could talk a lot about all the different kind of budgeting pieces all the practical tips and things like that but if people don't start to 
address and look at what their expenditure is and start to make some small changes how do you think this will then evolve in terms of I mean I know that you guys aren't on the mental health team at Health Assured but you're human beings yourself you've got loved ones you probably have your own you know personal challenges or have had how do you think if this isn't addressed by more people soon and they don't start to kind of face their demons or face their fear of looking at what their budgeting is and you know you can't wait until you can't wait until April people need to take steps now how will this do you think manifest itself I think it would cause a lot of stress I think it would cause a lot of worry probably even affect your sleeping because everything's going round and round in your head you're trying to find solutions in your head of how to help yourself Um, I think just day to day, your mood, it would obviously have an impact on that, the way you are with other people, even your own family members. Most of the time you end up taking it out on them and you don't realise. Um, but I think it would just, even like with work, if you come into work, thinking about these things in your head, just your productivity will go down because you're not really concentrating on work. You're yeah. still trying to think about what can I do to help myself. So I think it would have a domino effect on you. Yeah. Um, and that's where you need to find that help before it gets to the point where it affects, seeps into your, you know, work life, yeah. you know, your personal life as well. Um, so I think the timing of it is really, really important of not allowing it to ruin everything else basically yeah. in your life. So pretty much. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's just dealing with that as soon as possible. It, it's 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 quite simple in that respect, isn't it? I know that it's not simple. I don't want to downplay it, underplay it for anyone. The challenges or struggles they're facing with their finances and the impact, the ripple of you know impact that this is having into their day to day lives. But it's so important that people take steps now. And again, that was so you know talking about when I looked at mine, it was like quite oh like. I, sickening like I mentioned it made me feel like nauseous looking at the things that I spend money on but actually putting pen to paper or you know like on a spreadsheet or whatever looking at things and made made some positive changes and becoming more accountable acting sooner rather than later it's like ripping off a plaster speaking to someone soon um there's you know I think we're always in the mindset like I'll look at that one then next month after after I get paid next month I'll look at it then or after this and I'll look at that or when this contract is up then I'll look at it but I think it's important to just rip rip the band-aid off isn't it and and start addressing things sooner rather than later I think um just thinking seasonal uh we are in the lead up to the festive season um people will probably say we'll look at it after Christmas and that's always the way we'll we'll look at we'll get let's get Christmas out the way or the festive season out the way let's just get that out the way and then we'll look at it in January but do you think it's important that people don't put it off till then yeah I do I think like I say because if you do like say if you do leave it to Christmas you're there three months spending whatever you're spending like I say you know you do need to get the gifts you know for your family members which is fine but you've got to be careful because like I say if you come to January time you spent so much in December, November, and October leading up to Christmas. It might have such a bag of effects. Like say in January, as soon as you look at January, you might be, like you said, in a deficit straight away already yeah, yeah. without knowing. 
So like I said, that's why you gotta probably plan, see how much you're spending. Like I said, depending on how many family members you have, you see like, okay, you see you no know, kids, I'll spend 10 pounds on them, 15 pounds on them. Okay, maybe they want a big gift, okay. Then just go through there and just put a budget in for each person in your family members and be like, okay, I'm spending X amount. And then also if, if the family members are a bit disappointed, you know, we'd be like, this is the only I could have spent within my means. Yeah. I think that's the best way to go, but just look at how many family members you have how much you can actually spend on them with going over the top. Like I so you do want to buy big gifts, you know, during the Christmas time, everyone yeah. does. But, you know, you got to live within your means. And I think that's the most important thing and when it comes people to people aren't on their own either, are they? So it's like, not. if you have a quite an open conversation with family members, they'll be like, oh, I'm so glad you said something because I'm worried about what we're spending on you guys. So, you know, I, I've got uh, quite a few siblings and when you buy, you start totting up all their presents. I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna spend hundreds on them. So we decided in the summer, said, let's do like a secret Santa. We'll, we'll get one present, you know, we'll spend one allotted amount on one person. And we were all like, oh, thank God that we had this conversation because we were starting to see all the pound coins like getting bigger, you know, the it was, almost daunting I thought oh my god people I'm gonna have to either get them rubbish presents and you know you end up like spending less on people but just having a bit of an open conversation with family members with friends and say look can we do something different this year how about you know if you've got family members with kids and you normally get so say you've got cousins brothers sisters and they've all got kids as well why don't you just make a decision to maybe spend money on the kids instead of the adults you know we're adults we can treat ourselves to something nice once in a while but the, you know the kids if you'd rather if you don't want to see people go without maybe just have open conversations say look we're not going to do the adults this year we're going to do kids and it's the same with maybe like birthdays and stuff sometimes time is a better gift than a material option you know spending your time with 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 loved ones and you know what what's a 20 30 pound present when actually you've got valuable precious yeah, time with one another having a day out with them yeah, rather yeah, than yeah, you know, making those memories i think even that for a lot of people is enough than yeah. having an item given to them which like i said absolutely can be costly, yeah. i think now as well children a, a younger children won't necessarily know any different maybe it's yeah. kind of our generation that yeah. feel more badly about it because yeah. we've potentially been used to you know quite indulgent festive seasons birthdays christmas holidays Mm. and things like that um so we're feeling bad because of what we're used to when actually the little ones don't know any different um but i think that what's really important is that i mean people have already always kind of struggled in silence typically and they'll try and make ends meet to make or you or borrow money use credit to pay for things to keep face you know to yeah, keep yeah. keep up appearances at these like social and family yeah. events but actually when you if you start talking to your loved ones your family and and mm. say look we're going to start limiting the presents that we give or we'll just put like a, within our means put a, you know a cash limit on yeah. things you'll find that they might actually be like oh so glad that you said that because we were thinking the same yeah, thing. Yeah, just so that we're all one in person it together. needs to make that yeah, move to, yeah, yeah. to speak. Don't it, be afraid to, to be that person either that that suggests something like that. Because it might be that you then spark a bit of a conversation and you get more positive and helpful suggestions. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important that, that people start talking about it now. Don't leave it till after the festive season. Don't save everything till the next kind of milestone January new year new me we'll sort out my finances then start doing things now do you think 
that's, that's probably a good, yeah. a good way yeah. to go. Yeah. Yeah. So when you do get your your pay in December or, or November to spend for your <laughs> presents, if you already have a saving there already, mm-hmm. then you're you're not putting yourself in that difficult position of not having anything left yeah. for January. So I think that's where savings can come in. Yeah. Yeah. So people can save for December rather yeah. than you know saving afterwards just to kind of make up for the yeah. for the lack of money you don't have, I suppose, for yeah. the for the rest of the year. So you starting the year, I suppose, on a negative note isn't what anybody wants to put themselves yeah in, clearly, I agree because yeah. like I say if you start up and you look at your bank account you're like oh my god I'm in my overdraft stuff like that that yeah. just has an effect on you straight away because just yeah. that puts your mood down like yeah. I said then you're, you know you're less engaging in things that you want to yeah. be in yeah, yeah that's what that's and you start with that mentality and then like I said you're going to carry on with it because you're like oh I've just got to puck up and go with it and I think or that's, I think that's a mentality sometimes everyone, you know, people do have like oh I've just got to puck you up and just go and get going with it but like I said if you know if you have it beforehand planned then at least you know you might be a bit prepped for it, so that's the only main thing. Like I said, don't start, like she said, on a, the new year on a low. Because I said that's the mentality you'll be going forward with and that's you going to carry on with. And then yeah. it's going to affect your day-to-day life, isn't it, if you carry on in that sense. Absolutely. Brilliant. Uh, any other kind of, because t- like being in the professions and the fields that, that you, you guys are in, have you kind of spotted any other top tips that you think would be really useful for anyone that's listening now, whether that's budgeting, whether that's... I don't know, you know, um, kind of where to start in this minefield of finance. Because we could be sat here and we could talk about this for about six hours and still not cover everything to do with kind of financial well-being. But, you know, if you've got any key top tips, um, maybe something that you, at least one thing that someone could take away from this episode, from this podcast, what would it be? Hmm. I think... (laughs) Put you on the spot first, Faz. Me, <laughs> great. Thank you. I think just for me, it's just always not thinking. Okay, I got the best deal on something at that point, but not but realizing that that was at that point and not leaving it. Maybe always look around, shop around, even though you know. I try not to maybe like Z said before, get you know fixed term or longer term contracts on things. Keep it shorter so that you can always shop around and you have the option of. Um, seeing if there's better deals out there. So I think some people think, okay, I've got a great deal now. That's it, that's me done for two years. But maybe just every few months, checking to see what's changed out there. And that way you are a bit more savvy then and, and trying to find ways to you know save money throughout the year rather than every two or three years. Yeah. I think that's what I would do. I, like My husband, he's always comparing and contrasting oh, yeah, things. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't have the time for this. Well, this is my, um, I'm very, very fortunate just to interrupt yeah. you there. My partner literally texts me every time he sees a savings account that's like a slightly higher yeah. APR and I'm like well I don't have like thousands of pounds in a savings account and he's like it doesn't matter move your money because you're going to get an extra few yeah. pence you know over this you know six months or whatever so he's always sending me links like here's another account here's another account or here's some you know um we can switch our deal on energy so I'm glad that he's got his finger on the pulse I need to be a little bit more like that yeah. and be very aware because I just do that I'm like right I'm done now for 24 months that's my phone contract done but actually there's always something there's you always can do yeah so and you can come just out just knowing contract, that yeah. that deal isn't the best deal right yeah. now now, it yeah. was, will have been at that time so just keeping that in mind I yeah. think using comparison websites I think are really oh, really yeah, good yeah. compare the market yeah. Um, just yeah just just looking around I think all the time when, when you have the time to I know it's, it's easier said than done for yeah. people but just when you get a chance um, yeah that's, that's what that's what I would say that's yeah. good advice uh, I, yeah I would agree with that let's, let's have a look around all the time like if it's coming close to the car insurance and stuff like yeah. that yeah it's coming up have a look around 
because that's the main thing I think like for example this month I think I looked around and saved about 200 quid over the year on my wow. insurance but that's just looking around my like I said learned that from my brother he's very few he'll look on every website he'll go on vouchers you know vouchers call things vouchers.co.uk all those kind of things and for little deals look for cashback deals as well on yeah. other websites yeah. always going direct I don't think is always the best because I think people usually go direct oh I'm with you know, for example I'm with Voda I'm going to stick with them or let's just go on their website and see their deals but sometimes they might be other deals on other websites yeah. that might be better offering the same thing but they can offer it a bit more cheaper because like I said it's just coming through as third party yeah. I think those are the things that we have a best look at yeah. um, and like I said if you can fix more like I said when it comes to rental more you can fix it a bit more yeah. and that would be in that sense at least you know what's going on in that sense yeah. so just looking around and things like that would be the best thing to do I think very quickly on that with energy bills would you say the same thing now or, or are people going to get a very similar thing across the board with en energy at the moment uh, it was a similar one because of myself i think we we were we were with british gas at the moment and it went we can't go up below it was going to go through the roof yeah. so then i thought okay let me have a look around we had a conversation with them like oh we can only put it down a little bit yeah. so then i went and looked for it and they go no one's offering any any bit any bit on energy deals yeah. so i think at the moment because of energy and the way it is at the moment it's probably going to be the best yeah. to stick for now yeah. and then hopefully there are little things that coming through i think with british gas i think they're taking give you like a 400 quid over a six months period if you yeah. pay, pay by direct debit so those little things maybe look at those kind of deals of where you can get that from and yeah. speak to your providers um and make sure that see if they're offering it if not can they offer it yeah. see what can they offer i think the best thing is phone up your energy companies for right now and speak, speak to, to them don't go through i know there's live chats and stuff like that but i think it's best to talk to someone um, over the phone and see what you can do because sometimes haggling might work you've been there for two three years yeah. you know they might offer a little something something you never know yeah. you know it's no harm in trying you get either you get something or you don't yeah. i think the best thing would be advised that but i think energy deals will, at the moment probably just be the same everywhere because mm. it's said the cap's only for a little while then maybe when the cap um is coming off mm. that's when you might be able to look around because then maybe energy deals will be a bit more compatible like oh maybe offer a cheaper deal to get you on to them but for now because there's a cap everyone's gonna most likely any each edgy, uh, energy company is gonna most likely put it to the top of the cap they're gonna want to make their money now aren't they so yeah yeah I so think, at the moment yeah. yeah they probably wouldn't want to lose customers as well at the moment yeah. so i think a bit of negotiation would probably yeah. help yeah. yeah that's the best thing to do and if yeah. you don't know how to negotiate can there are people that can help aren't there oh, yeah. so like i think you know you guys have probably helped people you know on the legal team you've helped yeah. people with negotiations, negotiations where to start yeah. if you are if you don't know like the questions to ask and stuff yeah, like that yeah yeah that's then, literally what, yeah, what, what we get yeah, yeah. most of our calls and that's with everything that's just not even with finances it's legal yeah um you know housing neighborhood disputes even yeah. the smallest things even negotiating with your employer yeah if they have questions about that so yeah it is you're, you're right that's what yeah. people ring us for but what do i say how do i say it yeah you know can i say that is it legal yeah yeah um yeah that's literally the day-to-day -day job but i enjoy it so there you go um, if you are listening to this and you've got health assured as an eap or an sap or an iap call up ask for faz she'll help you <laughs> master Personally negotiator ask, yeah. there. Oh, no. <laughs> that's a lot of pressure on me. <laughs> But, but I no. think I think it's really important that they know that th these that services service is are there. there yeah. yeah, I mean the app is there as well. There's yeah. there's well-being tools on there. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if if people people don't want to ring first, they want to just see what we're about. They can always look on the app Absolutely. first and foremost. And then I think that might give them a bit more confidence to say, okay, I, I could you know I want a bit more information. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Good. Yeah. Sorry, we're saying in terms of savings as well. So if some people have certain amount of savings. 
Um, you might want to split them up as well, because like I said, that might be an option. Because sometimes people just think, oh, I've got, for example, let's just say, oh, I've got £2,000 saved up. I need to put it in one account. But you can split that because sometimes, like I said, if, depending on what I like said, the rate is at the moment, you might, if you put 3000 2000 in one account, you might get a higher rate and then split another 2000 to another account. Yeah. So just don't think you have to dump your money in one account. You can split it up and you might get better rates. It depends um, how much it is. You might get a slightly better rate. So it's always best to look around and see if you split your savings up, if that's better. Or like to so split your money up in current cancel says sometimes they offer 250 quid you know to sign up and things like that so those little things yeah. that you can split it up and just you can have different bank accounts you know nothing needs to go out when you can yeah. open it put a little money in there so those little things you know could help on the side i think that's one of the few things as well that that's really oh. actually that's really that's good. That's quite handy. That. Yeah, I've been Open doing that too. Ten more current accounts <laughs> and get loads of money. It's one of those. Yeah, if it's out there yeah. and people are offering you, you might as well take advantage as much as Absolutely. you can because you know at the yeah. moment, like I said, anything can get you. Might as well take. Yeah. Mm. Wise words there. Well, I think we've covered a lot of ground here. So thank you so much. Unless there's anything else that you that you think might be um, kind of worth mentioning, but I think. There's a lot of food for thought for everyone here. Key takeaways for me are starting to, you know, for people to start looking at what their outgoings are, start to address what might be needed, what might not be needed, what, you know, what is necessary, what isn't. Look at um, the best deals, whether that's on things for bills for you know whatever subscriptions you've got, but for nice things to look forward to do as well, and for always keep to keep your finger on the pulse on what what is out there spend a little bit of time researching, investigating what's, you know, half an hour here and there, just having a little scour on your phone through the internet, see what um, see what other options there are that might be available. But I mean, they're my personal kind of key take takeaways from this. So thank you both so, so much. Um, and obviously for anyone that is listening, that is concerned, there's multiple kind of support um, resources and avenues and stuff. And obviously if you've got Health Assured um, access, um, check out the app, go on our, our you know website and portal. And, and obviously we've got the teams there to support on the helpline should anyone have any queries. But thank you both. That's been a pleasure. Covered a lot of ground. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Brilliant.